Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi. Welcome to the Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here with not danielle oh my goodness danielle's not here this week she just returned to work um she is a new mom who left her baby actually today was the first day that she left her baby uh there was somebody there don't worry uh and so she um is just going through it and getting some time to readjust, but we're going to come back next week. But this week, we didn't want to leave you hanging. So I invited a very special friend of mine. I'm very excited that she's here. Uh, please welcome to the pod, comedian Katie Regal, everybody. Yeah. Hi. Um, actually, this is a weird time to tell you, but I've decided to go by Kate. Kate, I love it. Um, I've We've promised... only known each other for years, but uh... yeah. Despite this, we do talk every single day, basically. Um, despite this, Kate's a great Ben Fold song, so I'm all for it. That's true. Who's from this town or my town? Oh, see, do you know that Ben Fold is married five times? We're already on tangents. Is that but... the Ben Fold's five? <laughs> <laughs> he married each of his Ben band members and himself. Um. No, it was just something that I found out this weekend that I was like, you kind of like listening to his songs, you're like, he's a one woman kind of man. And it's like, yeah, no. that does surprise me. We were trying to figure out if he traded like to younger women, <laughs> like we we couldn't get that information from the quick Google that we were doing. It was my friend and I while we were driving. So, you know, oh, okay. well. driving, she was looking up, but yeah. <laughs> There's a 50-50 chance that I'll go on an ADHD rabbit hole later and find the answer for us. I love that for us. <laughs> so Katie's Kate is here uh, today to work with me on recapping one of my favorite pilot episodes of A Housewife ever. I think it's, to me, perfect. Uh, we rewatched... Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, season one, episode one. And we're going to recap it for you in on October 10th, 2023, with what we know today of where these women are in their lives and where we met them. Are, are you ready, Kate? 
I think what struck me the most watching it too is like, you know, when you think back now being like, oh, what was the beginning? Like every single beat that I remembered happened in that episode. It's so everything. They really like, that's the thing that I'm always marveled by in this episode is that it's like, they give you everything that you want from a housewives show immediately. And it's just like, when people are like, how do you feel about new Roni? I'm just like, they could never, <laughs> like they could never like, and like did original Roni start out that great? There was a slow burn. F- first season was tough. Uh, second season was really when we got into it, but like Salt Lake city, man, it was like, the Lady Gaga of pop, like just they studied, they were there, they knew what to do. No one else has ever come quite so correct. Yeah, it's true. Like this is like the Just Dance of pilots, right? It's so <laughs> good. First hit, yeah. So, um, oh, you've got a dog. How many oh, dogs do you have right now, Kate? I'm so sorry. Well, no, yeah, okay. I have been dog sitting, but I'm back to my original two. They are two very good boys, one named Floof Boy and one named Mr. Man. Um, they are uh, working their way through their Halloween costumes already because, you know, we have a lot to get through before October 31st. But one of them's a little vocal, so I'm sorry. Hopefully he'll chill out. I'm so excited to see what Housewives-themed uh costume you decide to put them in at some point throughout this month because I know there's going to be something yeah last year I did like a I definitely did a Meredith Marks Lisa Barlow I think actually inspired by Meredith Marks dress in this episode so we'll have to wait for that I love that so much I love that (laughs) Um, it's just we start off so amazing because it's just like this voiceover of just you know salt lake and them describing it and jen like jail bay jen <laughs> jen shah starts the whole thing she is literally no. i just wrote she's the queen bee and then it turns out her opening line is about being a queen bee oh so, i didn't recognize her voice at first she sounded so like sweet and normal yeah well it's like her it goes between all of the ladies it's like her then heather then you know um they're just talking about like salt lake city mm. they're mormons you know <laughs> like, ever heard like, of it um and then uh, we go straight into like basically it's like this is what the real housewives of salt lake city are this is what salt lake city is and then it goes into their um opening taglines mm. So Queen, Jen is about being like the queen bee, putting it on the map or something. I didn't write them word for word, guys. But Lisa, like, if you order cheap shots, you're going to get a hangover, which is about her many tequila brands. Whitney Rose has something about a little prick, which I was just like, I don't think that is as funny as you think it is. Nothing uh, Whitney does is ever as funny as she thinks it is. So that's perfect uh meredith is jealousy is a disease yeah well soon it was quoted by heather and her daughters in the most recent episode oh that's a fun fact good job full circle oh my gosh you're so welcome um mary's is like i love god but i will read you like scripture (laughs) 
I think that's what she said. Yes. It's, it's pretty great. <laughs> and like Heather's like, I come from the pioneers of Mormonism, but I'm trying to blaze a new trail. Oh yeah, um, I like yours. Yeah. Heather, I forgot just how likable Heather is when yeah. we first meet her. She's just the best. And um, but we start off with Jen Shaw with Coach Shaw and Jen, and it's this really cute scene between them and their kids. And she explains who she is. And this is another thing, like going back to like current New York and even previous New York, like I love that in Salt Lake, we just immediately hear their backstories and like we see stuff about them. I thought it was like really nicely laid out that it was like, I'm Tongan, Hawaiian, Chinese, but in Utah, I'm black, which I've heard a lot of talk about like this being problematic because actually a lot of Tongans live in Utah. There aren't that many people of Tongan descent, but there's over 9,000 Tongans in Salt Lake City. And Fascinating. And 1% of the population of Salt Lake. So it isn't like that there are tons. It's not like they're the majority by any stretch, but it is like one of the largest concentrations outside of like Hawaii of Tongan people. Well, I guess it makes sense, especially for a community that is more family oriented, that if they're going to move somewhere else and they want to be closer to family and build that community too. So they all want to hang out. I just, I'll do, I do find it weird that they were like, you know what, Hawaii, psh, let's go skiing. <laughs> no, that's Salt Lake City, especially because. Jen, well, no, Jen did grow up Mormon. So did yes. did they all convert to Mormonism? I mean, not all. It's not a monolithic group. But talk too much about her Mormonism growing up. She did say that she was raised Mormonism, but we find out that Mormonism, Mormon. Um, we did find out that she and Coach met in college. They were trying to get one of their sons into med school, and she's trying yeah. to like talk to her other son about being having a girlfriend, but. She was raised Mormon and she asked Sharif to be Muslim. I mean, to be Mormon with her. And he was like, you know, Mormons like hate black people, right? Like, and he's just like, and she was like, I did not. And those are my children and the man that I love. So, and then she says a Muslim phrase that I'm not even going to try. Like, yeah, it was, but, um, like kind of like yo and uh she was very proud of being muslim but it's like the only time i feel like we really hear her being muslim i know well i i I love that they kind of addressed that in the first episode too and like i think that maybe it did set me up at the time to expect that like they would kind of be talking about mormonism in more detail the problems of it instead of just it generally being a problem but um i like that they at least kind of address that in the first step yeah and everybody does because then we go over to heather and we see that there's a 15 minute botox parking lot spot at her brilliant uh, marketing beauty beauty lab and laser um we find out that heather didn't move to utah until she was 15 years old Oh, yeah. You know what? I still now I watched this episode, I think three times. It still didn't like click with me that that, like, where was she before? 
she doesn't say which i find very interesting and then also like she's from mormon royalty right so maybe her family like were on a lot of missions or whatever but well, like, she, i don't think she was her husband was but like she didn't move like i don't know what her family was her family is also from Ro- mormon royalty oh okay but um she and angie their like whole thing is like oh we were friends in high school but i'm like if you came in at 15 you like came into that high school like you guys were like maybe friends at sophomores but aren't you usually 14 when you go to high school i don't know i just felt like i just thought that they were friends for longer and like i'm like you were the new girl in high school (laughs) like that's such a good point it just gave me a different look at the dynamic and maybe it's not anything but I grew up in a town where like everyone was from the same town we all went to the same nursery school like so like somebody coming in and during high school it's just like to me I was like whoa Heather came in and like she was the new girl and Angie was friends with her so yeah I just thought that was very interesting but she um talks about how she's a purebred Mormon um and then we see old pictures of heather and Ugh. oh my god she looks so much older like i know but i you know what i love about heather is like uh, and you can see it in this first episode even though i can tell like she, i feel like you can already tell that she thought and the other cast members thought that she was going to be like the underdog kind of like they didn't know she was going to be this but she has such babe energy you know like she is just charisma big smile like you want to be around her like and just like she's just hot I I don't know what to say about it she was a beautiful homemaker too like she just she's beautiful she looks great and like she just she has a good energy because she's also very sure of herself even though she does have some like sensitivities that we'll see in the as we go on but um there's the story about how her the like was it her family that like or was it her husband's family that howard hughes gave everything to family yeah so also quick uh google because i need to know these things um she was well she was born in carmel california and then they moved to denver at age five and so that's where they were before utah okay all right that's kind of tracks west coast girly (laughs) west coast girly um yeah i i can totally see that west coast girly Um, hanging out with snoop dogg (laughs) (laughs) um so we... uh, I will say though the very awkward like I like black men but like as if as if it's like liking rap music it's not like a genre like it was oh like, I like the gays I like so like, cringe I'm like mint chocolate chip ice cream <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no those are people <laughs> it reminds me of I I don't think we're at this season yet but there's a, a season of New York where like there's a bring your gay to the party oh yes and it's like horrific to think of just being like you what's your sexual orientation you get to come with me i know oh my gosh (laughs) that did not age well it wasn't great 
And I think it's really cute that meeting Heather's kids at Beauty Lab and Laser, they're getting treatments and they're like, they just have a good rapport. And the mm. mom, like, she's just like, Heather's such a mom in this moment of just being like, I'm going to do whatever I can for my daughters. As she's telling us that, like, she was divorced and banished. Yeah. Well, and it's so fun, too, because I guess, like, you know, obviously you don't want to go to, like, the little girls and be like, yeah, let's all go get Botox. But they're curious about mom's work and, you know, beauty is part of it. So it's fun to, like, have them go in and just, like, have the little, you know, age appropriate moment there. They had like fun facials, which I was like, God, as a preteen, as a teenager, if my mom would give me, would have taken me for facials. Uh, oh well, actually, that's, that's, she did. I had horrible skin, so she did. <laughs> I never went for one until I was an adult, but. They didn't seem as relaxing as they, the girls had, I feel like. It's like medically necessary. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then we are introduced to Meredith and good God, what good a God. fucking fantastic introduction because we meet Brooks first. Yeah. We meet Brooks <laughs> and Brooks is like trying to like get ready, wrangle his parents for a hike. And Meredith is wearing Brooks Mark's tracksuit. Yeah, she is wearing the label before we even knew how popular that tracksuit would be. Did you see Jen wearing it later? No. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. So um, they're going hiking. Seth asked for a business plan. Like, I forgot. Like, Seth is never really my favorite house husband. But I forgot just how horrible he is this season. Yeah. Um, they were, like, pretending to be married. Brooks was yeah. like, hello, I took the semester off to be on Bravo with my mother. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so obvious. Because she's like, he's here to do my makeup. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> he couldn't have taken a class or two while that happened? No? Okay, great. So they moved to Salt Lake seven years prior, but they've been part-time there for five years. And she goes, it sounds like, mostly for the high season in Salt Lake for her jewelry. Mm -hmm. um but she's originally from chicago and grew up um jewish and living in high high rises i totally forgot that she was jewish i love that everyone's religion is so diverse on this cast especially being from salt lake city i just love the casting there um they show her wedding photos and she looks literally nothing like herself like if you were like Close. This woman is Meredith Marks. I'd be like, nope. That's <laughs> some that is like a JCPenney wedding ad from 1989. Like, mm-hmm. You cannot tell me anything different. Um and it's so funny too, because like I forgot where she was from because I feel like every time they're on vacation, she's like, I came here as a girl. It's like, oh, oh okay. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I think she grew up really rich because she said she was in a high rise and like Seth is kind of giving her shit for like always living in like fancy apartments yeah I mean I think that she grew up rich but not not like you know not like Aaron wealthy no no but like I don't know she she definitely was not broke um 
and um now she's selling her old clothes on her website did you know this no i just found out because i was i was um googling her like while we were at chit chatting and her meredithmarks.com there's like fine jewelry apparel handbags and then mm's closet oh it's some poor intern who was modeling all of them oh no are you sure it's not her daughter i'm not sure no i'm not sure at all <laughs> um blonde, but but like her boutique like she tells us that her boutique like dresses rihanna um charlize theron like very famous actresses apparently go through for her jewelry and her like boutiques wears so um and i mean she her closet does have to be fucking fabulous yeah Um, so they go on a hike and seth is just a total asshole he's like i need a business plan for this hike and then he like tries to make like a very awkward dad joke about like wouldn't it be funny if brooks got mauled and we made a viral video about it you would get so many followers and like brooks Uh is like Uh uh-huh Brooks is horrified. He's like, that is so fucked up that you just said that on television, father. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go over to Lisa Barlow. Uh. And her waking up her children. So and seeing the hustle sign above one bed and grit above the other. <laughs> it's horrible i'm just like so like give 110 percent like and so I mean, I just, like, your worth is your production like 100 percent. and i was They're just like children. man like those kids are gonna tell their shrink <laughs> like i woke up every day and had to see hustle and my parents made me create a product line <laughs> you know like isn't this the season where they all do their like goals too like a corporate goal setting workshop basically probably (laughs) probably um we meet kendall her dog uh and there's talk of putting kendall in a sweater but we don't see it and i'm very upset about that they try they don't get her all the way in yeah i i really need dogs and sweaters is like give it to me please and Uh, thank you um so she says she was jewish heritage and mormon by choice that her mother heritage mormon by choice this is also before i could tell her and meredith apart oh i couldn't tell them apart at all and they do talk about that later on in the episode but they don't they look so similar i remember we were texting i think during this episode and we were like uh who what (laughs) So that's also something we should tell them. Uh, Kate and I text while we watch Bravo shows constantly. That's like what we do. That's how I watch Bravo is by commenting with Kate. (laughs) Pretty much. Honestly, it's so good. And I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already think like, wow, I wish Sue were my friend and we could just watch Bravo together. And I'm here to tell you that I have that privilege and it is amazing. So... <laughs> You're too kind. I... The thing that shocks me about Lisa is that her mom literally got the knock on the door by from Mormons and converted to Mormonism. And I literally have never heard that story. I've been waiting for you. I've been praying for you. Like, what? 
Wow. Isn't it um, funny now that like the whole thing is Jack's going on a mission? Yeah. So I've... really she accidentally indoctrinated him into doing that. I mean, I just, I, I can't, and I'm not a very religious person, but I can't imagine someone knocking on my door and being like, you heard about Joseph Smith <laughs> and being like, yes, let's do this. Let's get into it. <laughs> um so I just I found that really interesting and I was like I want to watch a whole series about her mom being like Mormonism I love that oh my god I know right like American woman who uh let's watch (laughs) the Meredith Marks mom origin story yeah all right so let's sidetrack a little bit about American woman that's the Kyle Richards show about big cats like loosely based on big Kath and the, her bringing up uh herself and kathy and kim and it's it was on tv land it was supposed to be on tv land and then it went on paramount i think that's what happened but i worked on the first season like i got to see the script and stuff and i got to like um watch some of the i don't think i was i don't think it had launched to the point where they had actually shot it but I did read the script before it came out. And Alicia Silverstone is the lead. And there was actually like a really great woman. I don't remember her name who played her friend who was really cool. And it was really a great show. Like, I feel like I was the only person on earth who watched all of it. <laughs> um, I think it was just off season. Uh, I thought they did a good job with it. So Kyle. Kudos. Now I feel guilty that I only watched the pilot. Honestly, I feel like I'm one of the only, like, if you also watched American Woman, please, at the Funk, find me on a social media network and tell me about your experience with the show. Anyway, we find out also that Lisa's sister had a crush on John, and she's like, well, I married him, so too bad. <laughs> like, Who can blame her? Oh, It's real weird it definitely gives like pick me energy Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was when i wrote this show is giving us so much (laughs) um she does luxury marketing and alcohol brands that's her job right and this is like the episode two where they introduce her as like the queen of sundance And I know that this season, like, we see a little bit of that, but it's mostly from the perspective of, like, she's too busy to hang with her family and, like, she does this. I feel like we, I feel like I'm still waiting to see, like, the truth of that and, like, the glamour of that. I'm like, why is it her and not anyone else? And, like, where is she interacting with these people? Like, what is she bringing to the table that, like, is it? See her this season being like, you've got to turn up the lights. No, make them 30%. Perfect. Like, yeah, like it was not like you don't see these fabulous parties, but I think that's part of the fabulous party is that there's no cameras. I know, but like, I feel like I want to see the name of that business. Like, is it like Lisa Barlow party planning? Like, I want to see the main assistant for that. Like, maybe these are just notes for producers. I will (laughs) write my email to no one and send that later. Perfect. Right. <laughs> uh, then we go back to Jen Shaw and mm. it's Jen and Stu, Stu Chains. 
Oh, you can't see me, but I'm giving a chef's kiss right now. <laughs> um, and we find out that Jen and Heather have known each other for years and they bonded over rap. And that Stu really wants to go eat someplace. I feel and like he knows when Jen gets her period. Yeah. That was my like, <laughs> well, the other thing, okay, so they're they're planning the party for Jen for Meredith's birthday, and they're driving along in the car. And like you said, like, she's like, oh, like, he knows everything. He buys my tampons. We later found out that Stu's wife didn't even know that he was Jen Shaw's assistant. Right? But, like, that's so weird. Like, what did he think that, what did she think that he was doing all day? Was Right? Like, Like, I'm like, how does a man know another woman so well and run around town assisting her this whole time? Because I don't think there was anything sexual between them. I was shocked to find out that he had a wife. Like... So it was just very much like, what? Because also, you know that Jen wasn't respecting normal work hours. Exactly. So I'm like, what did she think his job was? And who did she think he was talking to? Mm-hmm. Or maybe she thought they were partners, not assistant. But it was just, it just sounds like she just had him doing so much bitch work mm-hmm. that I'm just shocked that his wife didn't pick up on it like wouldn't she be like why are you at the cleaners but, <laughs> no like i don't know it's just very weird but i love this party that she's throwing for meredith that's really for herself she's like we're gonna make it studio 54 with hot strippers um heather's like oh this is very surprising because meredith's refined and elegant and we see just like photos of meredith in like very high slit dresses <laughs> which I thought was really funny we see like a lot of thigh shots upper thigh shots (laughs) I'm just like yes very elegant um and then we get our first Whitney scene and our first Whitney scene is a vow renewal I mean this is what I'm talking about this is showing up this is understanding the assignment and like I do get the feeling that they shot a lot of footage. Like, I feel like they shot with them for a year before they got anything. Wasn't it true? Like, they did a round and then they kind of threw it out and started it again or something. There was some... I think so. Yeah. But you're you're right. They, just like you said, they we meet Whitney in the middle of saying her new vows. And it's amazing. And they're like calling each other bitch and like honey. And like we find out he's 18 years older. Did I get that? He look that much older than her. He's 18 years older than her. But I gotta say, he is cute. Those dimples get me. He's very handsome. I mean, you know, I never trust a blonde man, but he does seem nice. Fair. That's a good rule. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, there we found out that they've been married for 10 years and i just remember like seeing this and cheering the first time i watched this episode i was just like this is everything i want from housewives because not only do we see the vow renewal but then we see her change and just ride her stripper pole um it's iconic (sighs) it's everything it's just like she she literally gave me like so many seasons of housewives in one fucking scene seriously she did 
And she honestly like put everything on the line to be like, here's something to use against me for the rest of the season if you want. And like (laughs) just left it all on the floor. He also, when he's giving, he's like, I take you Whitney fucking Rose. I was like, what? Like, I love a curse. This this podcast is always marked explicit unless I forget to, but it's, it is explicit. I can't imagine in a wedding vow being like, like my husband being like, Sue fucking funk everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> the thing is, they just think they're so funny. That's true. And I'm like, I'm happy for that for you, but it it's kind of, uh, I don't need to see it because <laughs> you're not that funny to me. <laughs> It's also what I find the funniest is like she like changes into bike shorts and a shirt with the help of Justin after her vows. He's like, yeah, you need something to like move and dance in. And I'm just like, this is so old school Whitney because like, you know, now she would have had like five gay men dressing her like in like glam yeah. and I like all sorts least- of stuff a different dress i mean you can't, yeah. c- you can't come up with a little flippy white skater dress from h&m or something come on right i was really like come on like give me a kmart second dress i don't care exactly is kmart still around i don't think so it Walmart. Sure is. Kmart exists. Like, i'm sorry i have to stop myself because we just go to this crazy wedding and then it's like and now there's still more episode like I remember the first time I watched it, pausing it and being like, wait a minute, there's still 20 minutes left. Like, how are they giving us more? Like, it feels a little too rich, a little too sweet. Like, (laughs) it's so good. (laughs) Let me get some milk for this. Right? Like, it's just so good. So they're preparing for the party and she's telling him that you know he's got to get ready and he needs a lot of coach Shaw pep talks mm-hmm. which i was like i'm i was listening extra close to their exchanges because it's always like how much was jen involved and how much was coach Shaw involved and like it's so funny how she'll be like he's in everything he's a, like but then she'll also be like he know like Stu knows more than sharif knows so you're like okay so maybe coach Shaw didn't know and maybe that's the secret that her and Stu have is that they're ripping off people I think that what's complicated for me is like also part of what makes and I say makes because I do believe she will return um Jen Shaw sure a great housewife is because from the beginning she understood that like really being a housewife is almost like performing a heightened version of yourself yes and but the thing is in her life she clearly there already was a layer of performance absolutely and so at a level of I just say things and usually don't get called out online like so it's so hard to say like what was what yeah you can't really tell because it's just like it she was just always lying I think oh I forgot to talk about the music because oh. so we're both Crappens fans watch what Crappens and they always talk about the music and to this day Ronnie always talks about the song that they they played and I was like I have no idea that's the other one it's always like 
And even in the intro, it's like, oh, 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 oh. Like, it's like so much angelic choir stuff going on. But there's one that's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so weird. And I was like, once I started picking up on it, it, they did it during the Whitney scene. And I like couldn't unhear it. I was just like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Did that really just happen? And like two minutes later, it happened again. And I was like, what? <laughs> so um, the music of Salt Lake is very different than other housewives and very silly. Um very choir. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Then we get the high-heeled scene that was just so epic. I just remember this getting, like, memed so much of just Jen's high heel touching <sighs> the snowy ground, coming out of the black car, the black SV- SUV, and just, like, teetering through the salt lake snow into i believe they're going to lisa's house i forget if it's lisa's or meredith's um this is again like at this time it's hard to tell them apart except meredith has like giant eyebrows really funny um and they sit down and they talk and this is where we get one of the major beefs of the season which is that heather and lisa went to college together but lisa pulls a mariah carey and goes i don't know her i don't remember her i don't and she further adds insult to injury by going i don't remember her but she was one of those girls that was like honor code what and she like does a girls gone wild like boob flashy thing oh the other thing that i yeah she was like i don't remember her but i knew her reputation and it was bad it's like rude first of all but did you clock how she was like, well, I always lived off campus. Yeah, I like, did. Oh, catch that. oh, they kicked you out as soon as you turned 17. And and I'm sorry, who paid for your off-campus housing then? That's true. That's a really good catch because she talks about how her, she was like, I was 17 and my parents were like, bye, you're out of the house. And then. That's really good, actually. <laughs> it's scary sometimes how I can like, I love that. Yeah. I love that about me. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a Luann. No. So the next scene is Mary walking down the street, fringe boots, and like this really cool jacket that looks like a woman's face and like the hair. And it's just such a weird, like Mary's style is art to me sometimes, but then it's like also like really like, wait, why? Because like 
her like in between section card where it says like Mary, like she looks like something that like Diane Chambers would wear on Cheers in 1984. Like it didn't make any sense. So like she's always like, oh, I'm always in designer, and I'm like, are you? Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that she's always in designer, but I think that there's a certain type of person where they think that if something's designer, then it's good. Yeah, that's true. Um, definitely that. But we find out that her and Whitney are the friends. It's not wild. Like the Whitney's the way into this group supposedly, and I'm just, I'm shocked. And like, it's because they know each other through Mary's cousin. Yes. And she Whitney's telling us that like Mary's always wearing fashion and like we kind of see Mary's closet where she's just naming designer after designer and then we cut to a confessional where Mary's wearing a green blazer and she's like I love this because it makes me happy not because it's Dolce Gabbana and Mary uh and it's asking Whitney what she's been up to and Mary's like, and Whitney's like, oh, I just got, you know, the vow renewal. And she was like, you know, it's been 10 years. And Mary's like, well, I've been married 21. So I know all about that. And then we cut to Whitney and she's like, everybody knows about Mary and her husband. <laughs> and so then there's like this awkward confessional with Mary and her husband where she's like well it was kind of arranged that I was going to marry her like my grandmother made it that way and then like he tells us he's just like she always said that if anything happened to her one of her girls would take care of me and it's like it wasn't like it's so weird yeah she's like it was kind of in the it was kind of in the will it's like no 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 first of all nothing's ever kind of in the will but like this was not it just wasn't (laughs) also if you listen to the bravo docket um they do a great episode about mary and like it's really interesting to hear how like there was circumstances around mary's grandmother's death that is like not a hundred percent clear and not sure if he wasn't involved and so who knows I mean, and and, I mean, we don't have time to like get into all of it, but the stuff about how Mary herself was previously married and kind of just wait, Mary was married before him. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. And then like kind of like got rid of him by like saying that he like made her do bad things, but it was like it was it, it was. I haven't I haven't checked the facts on that recently so you know my memory is is off but it's definitely worth reading into it's she tells us also that she Mary's just crazy she's Pentecostal that's not why she's crazy but we (laughs) see that she's she's inherited the faith temple and inherit like a church like i don't i'm sorry like isn't that supposed to be a calling like i don't but we also see mary preaching which we don't see enough of anymore because i guess because now Mm. she's a friend of and also like her church might be like under investigation um but like i would say amen to that 
I don't know though because it also like the Bravo docket makes it sound like they are just like Teflon because you can't really go after churches. I I don't know, but I love that Mary is preaching with a gold microphone mm. and like it's just it's really interesting to watch. Um, and so we go back to them at lunch and like Mar- <laughs> Whitney's like. I just got an invite from Jen to Meredith's birthday party. Are you invited? And then like Mary's just like, no, she doesn't like me because I told her that she smells like hospital, which is the other drama of this season, which is just amazing. And honestly, team Jen. Really? Yes. I don't know. Rewatching it. I'm just kind of like knowing that Mary's such an odd bird. That's just, she was just like, you just smell like hospital. <laughs> I don't who know. Was it? Oh, no, it was Matt Rogers who was on Watch What Happens Live last week. And he was like, Mary, you mean the meanest woman in America? It's like, yeah, she's a mean woman. She know she knows that that's rude. She's had it explained to her how it's rude in case she didn't know. And given the opportunity to say like, oh, also, also, here's the thing. She could have slid out of that without even really having to apologize if she just as a god-fearing woman like leader of a faith community was like how is your aunt i've been thinking about her so much like that's true that's very true but like to me i'm like that's mary's character though of this mary and Whitney scene is that Jen does invite Mary to the party after all right although I think at the time I assumed and I still kind of wonder if um actually no you know what Whitney does not have the emotional intelligence to do this if she was like hey just so you know I'm with Mary and I accidentally told her about it if you want to if you were going to invite her like never mind (laughs) No, it turns out that it was Meredith. She was on Meredith's list. And seeing as they're still friends, I do think that that was true. Yeah. Um, but remember, this is still a Jen Shaw party for Jen Shaw. So we cut to her getting the house ready. And good God, this house, this party must have been so fucking expensive. Because she's like, we are going to basically tent the outside and the inside like she's like you'll see none of the walls it will all be white draping but you know what she was like and how is the draping on this and the guy was like in progress and he was sewing it so I'm like I wonder if she just employs an army of of assistants to like make this stuff at like bare rock like rock bottom prices yeah it was just wild so Jen's got a microphone and she's directing everyone, which I'm just like, everyone in this house run. Because if, and like, also if I'm speaking to you, listener, and you are in a situation where someone who manages you when they think that you're not being productive gets out a megaphone or a microphone to bark orders at you, just run. Just oh, run the other way. Oh, this is the scene where she's wearing the Brookmarks tracksuit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did not clock that. I I like, know. Well, obviously I didn't the first time either cuz we we hadn't we didn't even know we were babes in the woods. <laughs> we didn't know yet. Um Heather comes 
to the party set up and uh she had to park really far away and her and jen sit down and they talk about the interaction of lisa's i don't know her and it's really like heather is really hurt and this is where i'm very much on heather's side because she's like i got married so young i wish that i had a wild college time but like i signed an oath like an honor oath and like i was very much mormon and i like one of my biggest wishes is to go back and be a like a wild girl a good time girl like i don't i really do believe her that she probably didn't go wild and she's like and her saddest part is she's like i didn't get to do any of that but now that she said it i might as well have and now it's like i have all the shame of doing it without ever having the fun of doing it and i really feel for her in that moment you know so much of her journey especially the last couple seasons has been officially breaking from the mormon church Mm -hmm. and like we talked a little bit about how like when she parties she kind of acts like you know a little bit like a wild like you know 20 something like out and it's and it's like uh it really is so like true I guess for her that she has this like feeling that like she really missed out on a chunk of her life for because she was Mormon and um I don't know it kind of makes me I mean I I love Heather still like I'm an apologist even um but it, it just makes me kind of uh, appreciate and like root for her a little bit with like what she's doing for herself now I agree I I feel like at least she's able to have fun now but it, you do get the sense that she was really really repressed and she yes. wasn't able able to be her whole self and it's just it makes me sad for her but happy at the same time and like that's the thing like season one Heather is such a great character because you're really like I love that this is like we're get we're getting to see a woman who's truly finally being themselves for the first time and it's a very interesting watch yeah um so then we cut to it's meredith's birthday and she is um home or she's not home yet brooks is home and he's talking to seth and they're working on a floral surprise and the whole place as seth put puts it looks like a prince video and brooks says the most upsetting thing i've ever heard i don't know who that is i know Ugh. what are the what are we teaching our children in school it's some culture like what what like you know what schools need to do is play vh1 behind the music for everyone like that <laughs> just needs to be our pbs because we learned so much rich culture like i mean just so much crazy music knowledge is from those behind the music stuff like yep something of the generation where i like started watching vh1 right when like um best week ever i love the 80s yeah happened and i was hooked and like that i mean i learned a lot like the one hit wonders like i watched that front to back like ugh. But also, uh, like, you, that means yeah, that I'm old enough that I auditioned to be on that and did not get it. Uh, <laughs> my loss for not getting to, like, see really that. really sad. And I was friends with the booker, too. You know, that's, that's the saddest part. That would have been really fun. 
but um I was gonna say that oh what was I gonna say oh yeah like also that means that he'd never watched the Baz Luhrmann uh Romeo and Juliet and desperately needed to figure out what song that was when they did When Doves Cry it's very true that whole that whole movie is amazing I can't we need to like have a whole other discussion about how great that movie is I would watch that movie any time of day in fact I like had a crisis because it like for a little while you couldn't stream it anywhere and I was just like but but I need to watch it <laughs> like I was like calling friends that I like knew in high school being like do you sell the DVD because like I need it <laughs> I wrote a college paper on it <laughs> I'm probably I definitely did because I was way into Shakespeare I think actually mine was Taming of the Shrew and Kiss Me Kate and all of the film iterations that were similar. Yeah. So good. Um, Yeah. Let's let's go on a Shakespeare tangent. No, just kidding. (laughs) Don't don't even get me started. Um, I know. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. We've got Seth with this, the flowers everywhere. And Brooke doesn't know what Prince is. And like, so this is supposed to be this big romantic surprise and so meredith walks in and she's kind of like what is this and she says it in the tone that like i just like heard my mom like the back half of that sentence which is like am i gonna have to clean this up (laughs) (laughs) i think that meredith has somebody to clean it up i feel like she's more like am i gonna have to tell somebody to clean this up but like immediately it's like it's a very nice thing but like rose rose petals everywhere i i just all i immediately think of is like how long do i let this sit before i have to clean it because you can't just you just can't have petals everywhere that's just not life what are we like in coming to america like it just can't happen with dogs running around yeah it's dangerous um and baby brooks could slip and fall like there's so many there's so many so many dangers But um, Meredith tells us that she's just like, I am really upset that Seth isn't here for my birthday. We really try to do birthdays together. And like, well, I get that this is a gesture. The gesture should be him here. So I do feel for her on that. We also find out that Meredith is 48 years old, which I say it in that way because she looks amazing. I want to look that good at 48. I don't know if I can afford to look that good at 48, but. Uh, she does. She looks great for 48. So then uh, Brooke starts to help her into the giant dress that she wears, which is. I mean, again, the fashion immediately on this show. Like, we don't get it from everybody, but when we get it, it's phenomenal. This is it's the Christian Cowan, um, which is the look that I put on Floof because Christian Cowan did a collaboration with a dog um, <laughs> company called Wild One, and I have that sweater in the same hot pink color. It's amazing. I'm so jealous. I the amount of money that i've spent on dog clothing like i mean i don't even i well you know i'm reselling so many of my things but like many of those dogs want to plug your closet should we plug your closet oh yeah i'd love that um well i'm on poshmark and mercari and ebay but uh i guess you can find me on poshmark it's kate the great so k-a-i-t 
T-H-E-E-G-R-E-A-T. So like Megan the Stallion, but a lot less cool um, and Kate the Great. <laughs> and you've got a lot of great clothes. So if you're looking for some fun closet to check out, go there. But yeah, are you reselling dog clothes? Some of them, yeah. Well, I have some stuff that like uh, they just never wore and like wasn't the right size, but it's like, I mean, it's so hard to let go of like their stuff more so than it is for me. Oh, yeah. No, my stuff you can take all day. Like, yeah, I still have Tina Turner's Tina Turner costume for when she was little. I mean, she's still little. She like went from like 8.5 pounds to 10.2 pounds. <laughs> like, it's like now we can't deprive our children of a single thing that they might. It's like they don't care about the sweater, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I tell you what she's going to be for Halloween? No. So I bought a fall dress because I'm just like, I can't like justify spending money right now on like a Halloween dress or a Halloween costume. And like, there was nothing that was really speaking to me for her. Mm. Um, So I bought this like dress that's like very like fall pattern. It's like changing leaves and trees and it's got some bows on it. And then I got her a little puppuccino like chew toy and she's going to be a Gilmore girl. <laughs> that is so cute. Oh my gosh. Um, speaking of fashion though, the fashions at this party, ugh. it's it's a, it's a hit or miss, I would say. Like there's a lot of pink sequins, which I'm for, but like a lot. Did we touch on Lisa's shady comment beforehand too? No, go go for it. She was, uh, she was like, yeah, I don't really go in for that, like, you know, short dress and, like, stiletto heel look. I'm a real New Yorker. And I'm like, I don't know what New York you were in. Uh, wasn't it, like, Syracuse? I was thinking the same thing. But then I was like, ooh, but that is more of a bridge and tunnel look than, like, a Manhattan it's girl true, look. But, like, I mean, isn't she? And But then it also, the editor shadily, like, cut right to Whitney toddling out of her house in, like, a scoochie <laughs> dress and <laughs> pointy heels. Oh, but also, I think it was Watch What Crappens that were saying that, like, Lisa's from upstate New York. And she yes. keeps acting like she's from New York City. And, like, you've got to be honest about that. Like, I am from Long Island. I am not from New York City proper. Did I live in Queens for almost 20 years? Yeah. Yeah. I can claim Queens. My fr- my dad was from Queens. I wasn't brought up in Queens, though. And I'm not, like, a, like I'm a New Yorker in the state sense. Not in the Manhattan sense and like I feel like Lisa's always trying to go for that and I'm just like everyone in New York especially if there was a time that like I would say in the early aughts like even SJP and Sex in the City was wearing a short skirt and stilettos so like it's like bitch you're from Schenectady like shut <laughs> up um but Meredith uh I mean but Whitney's hair looked really good I really liked her uh slicked back look Oh, I don't remember, but I, I I feel like if I didn't say, if I didn't note it, then it was probably good. Yeah, it was really cute. And I liked her with shorter hair. Um, Lisa comes in with a coat that's so giant. And she, mm-hmm. um, and Heather starts talking shit about her. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's wearing uh, no arms in the jacket vibe. And like, I I have to say, Heather, I agree. And this might be a hot take for some people. But there's nothing I hate fucking more than pe- the look of people not putting their arms through sleeves and jackets. And I will die on this hill. 
because it makes me anxious. I'm just like, that coat's going to slip. And it doesn't make me feel cool that you're wearing it. It makes my shoulders hurt for you because I feel like there's just a lot of tenseness in your shoulders to make that work. And I'm just like, your, sh- your jacket's going to slip. And also, that's not a warm way to wear a jacket. Counterpoint. Okay. Hit me with it. I see it and it like scratches a part of my brain like ASMR and it just (laughs) looks so freaking cool to me and like I also can never pull it off because I got my little slouchy shoulders and like gesticulate all the time and so everything is immediately on the floor even if I was wearing it fully a second before but like when someone pulls it off well which Lisa did not but when someone pulls it off well I think it looks so cool. I just want to run and like knock it off their shoulders. I'm just like, what? (laughs) I want to see that. I really like, I feel like there will be one day if this style keeps up. Mark my words. I just, (laughs) just put your arms through your sleeves. Just that's what they're there for. Like, either that or wear a cape. Like, I just feel like it's either or, not jacket cape. Like, more cape. Ajita that it gives me. Um, I thought it was funny that Heather walks the red carpet into the party. I thought it was like, weren't you there for the whole setup? Did you just like run around the house? I would. Um, <laughs> just for the red carpet moment. Um, And then Jen, we see her getting ready and somebody's basically just spraying her underarms. And I'm like, I thought you stopped sweating. No, that was that had them removed. No, but when we see her, when we see Jen at Beauty Lab and Laser, she's getting her underarms the shots so that you don't get um, the Botox in your armpits so that you don't sweat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. I was kind of like, hmm. well, maybe she was just perfuming, but it looks like aerosol craziness going on under her arms. Yeah. I was obsessed with, uh, like, where in the world that girl that came in and was like happy birthday to like Heather but it was it was so confused it was to Jen she was just like Jen happy birthday but that girl was like beautiful and looked like gorgeous and I'm like where is she bring her back yeah Sarah was her name and she just like sings happy birthday and she's like wait it's not what do you mean is Meredith and like Jen's like my birthday was in October and she's like so angry but she's just like but everything says Shah <laughs> like it was just <laughs> such a great like just like random drunk extra ro- roaming into the room wait um, is Jen a Libra or a Scorpio I don't know but my guess is Scorpio oh. okay yeah I would have thought so too she is a Libra and actually shares a birthday with Alicia Silverstone whoa world's colliding see mm-hmm. i told you that whole american woman tangent was gonna come back full circle <laughs> um so then we uh when meredith walks in like people are like oh hey meredith when jen walks in to the party finally everyone's like and it's just like and then we like cut to meredith and she's like i knew no one this wasn't a party for me <laughs> she's just like i I, i'm not stupid <laughs> like, <laughs> like the the step in the her reaction to the step and repeat also which is like sha chalet in like a rose wall she was just she was rolling her eyes it was hilarious mm-hmm. um 
And then we finally have a sit down with Mary and Jen. And that's when, like you were referring to earlier, Mary opens up about her horror with the hospital (laughs) because she was, she's had several surgeries and you're like, oh, wow, Mary, you've had a lot of surgeries. That sucks. And then she's like removing every single sweat gland of my body. and and this is what like and this too even like there are all these odor glands sorry not sweat gland yeah but i think what she meant was also sweat glands yeah but like i don't think you could don't you need to sweat Uh, (laughs) there were rumors that like she was because she was in new york for several months i think doing getting medical procedures which I think is what she's alluding to here. But the rumors then that came out afterwards is that a lot of them were elective and paid for by her church. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you also mean the rumors? The rumors. <laughs> I love doing the narrative. This is the, uh, this season, Salt Lake. The rumors about her husband. Her husband. I. That's one of those Bravo things that's like become a Bravo tick where I'll just be driving and I'll just be like, the rumors. <laughs> Maybe had the church pay for her all of her sweat glands to be removed. And it was very traumatic because they almost lost her multiple times. And I mean, which is very scary. But also, all I keep thinking is, is just like all of them? All of your odor glands? <laughs> like, that just seems so wild um so like she's explaining this trauma at chen's literally like my aunt who raised me had an emergency surgery where she lost her legs both legs both legs and you're like okay jen trumps it and this is where you're right where like it's like mary is so mean that she's just like but no it was traumatic for me and i'm like and not only is she not empathetic, she's like, maybe she should have eaten better. Yeah. Yeah. That was real harsh. That was real, real harsh. Um, so Jen excuses herself. She's like, I have to go. And then she slams these wooden doors and we hear her screaming at the top of her lungs about my family how do you do this and you know how you do that you'd be sh- jensha you'd be yep. sh- amazing that's how you do that oh oh yes because here's the thing i'm not excusing it and i'm not even being like great work but i am in the sense of great housewife work <laughs> like yeah, for sure all of this like even mary being horrible is perfect housewife horrible Mm-hmm. this is the right level there's nobody just like being like why aren't you genuine just be real like nope it's it. you smell like hospital and um you know you were a good time girl in college and i don't remember you <laughs> like this is the drama that we start off with and it's perfect that's 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 fine it's yeah. so petty, but it's so ridiculous. And people are dressed insanely. The backdrop is gorgeous. Like, this is what I want from Housewives. And it is why it's worth the rewatch, my friends. <laughs> yeah. Final thoughts on this before we go? 
Um, only final thought it is just wow, 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 wow. <laughs> and um, thank you so much for having me and totally worth the rewatch, the discussion, all of it. Thank you for being here, Kate. And I'm very excited for people to go to your uh, Poshmark store, uh, Kate the Great. And uh, we'll put it in show notes. And next week, Danielle and I will be back at it. And we're going to start season five. No. Isn't it season five? I don't even remember. Season four was the Cindy Bar Shop. So we're going into season five of Housewives. And delicious it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride uh i can't wait for heather tommy thompson holla um it's just gonna be a wild ride so i hope you guys join us and i appreciate you guys listening appreciate all the downloads and we really appreciate all the nice messages that you guys sent us uh while we we've been on break it was really nice to get these like kind like what's going on and uh the answer is life and uh we're but we're happy to do that if you watched American Woman, please reach out to Sue Funk. Yes, thank you. That is a very important PSA at the end. I really want to talk about it. Um, well, have a great time, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.